what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. Andy is out of office today on a, on a much-needed break. For all of you people uh, that are in the, you know, I would say roughly 25, 27 and older crowd, there's a few different places you might be in your life. There's a few different things that might be going on. But one thing that is relatively universal is that you have friends that are starting to get married, right? So this time frame right now, going into summer, officially kicks off wedding season. And Andy, his wife, they've got quite the lineup of weddings this year. Don't know if this is the last one, but a couple weekends in a row already, they've had some weddings. So hope they're having fun. Andy, when you listen to this, hope you had a good time. So We are going to uh, get you guys an episode here that is going to recap Andy's 15 through 6 quarterbacks uh, before we get into a time where he is going to unveil his 5 through 1. You know, while he's at office, while we're kind of in a transition week, we're going to recap them, let you guys kind of get a little refresher on the quarterbacks that he's got so far. That way we can transition perfectly into his 1 through 5. So we have that coming up for you guys right after I tell you who this episode is brought to you by, and that would be DraftKings. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, You can do just that. Create your own parlays by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we will now transition to the quarterback rankings that I am embarking on. Top 15 is what we're doing. We did the NFL draft. You know, I did my top five. I talked to Micah and said, hey, what if we, you know, just added some context? I, I did the top 10, um, I believe, last year. And now I want to just get into top 15 quarterbacks. We're going to do five at a time. So we'll go 15 through 11 tonight. Um, we're going to roll into 10 through six, five through one in the recurring weeks as we go on. But um, once again, how I evaluate these quarterbacks is as the talent that I see every day. And also you, you can't factor in like the, the team that they do have and also like, Oh, well, if they had this, he'd be better. It's like, you just have to look at the quarterback, same thing as the draft, right? Where you look at them and say, what do they have? What do they struggle with? And that's how I calculate it. And it doesn't mean that it's the truth, right? It, it also doesn't mean like that's how they're going to shape up, but this is how we look at it, guys, and just, you know, fucking roll with me if you're cool with that. But it was very hard because I, I I took this whole list and, you know, I went through all 32 teams and said, okay, these are all the quarterbacks. And then I end up with like 34 because I had, you know, the Browns have two quarterbacks that I, I could have factored in. And then the Panthers, you guys know how I feel about, you know, Matt Corral, like, right. You know, Sam Darnold, right. But Matt Corral was like, hey, you're kind of there, you know. But then from there, I, I took those and then I just cut all of them and, and said, hey, let me get to my top 15. We're going to do this thing and and it's not going to be perfect, but hopefully this content is actually um, something you, you do enjoy. So number 15, 
I just want to say real quick before you get into 15, sorry to throw you off, but no, I, I mean, speaking to what you're saying right now, like there's been so much ridiculous quarterback movement to different teams this off season and people getting dealt and people moving on and like so many mixing of just the quarterbacks that it's like a lot of these quarterbacks that are probably going to be on this list haven't ever played for this team yet. So it's literally Correct. like you literally just have to take it as like this guy with this neutral team <laughs> that's on the same exact team as this other guy and whatnot because it's like there's a lot of quarterbacks and, and you know probably a decent amount on this list but just in general never played for a team before and they're probably people within this so I think it's just easy to like good I just want to note that like this offseason has been so unprecedented for like quarterbacks getting traded and dealt or just high-end people yes. you know what I mean or at least people of note at least that position yeah certainly and and I I appreciate you saying that because it you're backing me up in a sense but also like it's it it, it is weird right but um I think it's it's also fascinating and it kind of makes us fun right so you know once again like we are addressing this as if like as of week one um this is how I see the top 15 and you know, I also don't make the rules. So if you guys are like, you're wrong, I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, it, that's as far as it'll go. So actually, Micah, I'm going to ask you, okay? So we're going to go 15 through 11. Do you want me to tell you the players that I had, that I had left out of this list before or after, right? Would you rather me go through the list and then say, hey, these players aren't there? Or would you want me to address that on the upfront and then say, here's my list up to you. So you want to basically, do I want honorable mentions now or later? Basically is what you're saying. Okay. I want honorable mentions now because I I feel like the people that were left outside of the list are the most controversial when it comes to Uh, like 11 through 15, you know, like that's where the controversy is, Mm. is involved. So I want you to tell me now who's off of the list. Fair. That way I can be like, well, this MFR, who's mm-hmm. on this list then? Right, exactly. So, okay, perfect. And because the this was the hardest part, basically. So I got everything down to like top 20, top 19. And then obviously Mike's like, you got to cut to 15, even though you told me you wanted to do this segment, right? So the honorable mentions currently are Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill and Baker Mayfield. They are not on the list. So initial thoughts, Micah. Um, initial thought initial thoughts honestly are like, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I don't without even thinking of like who are the other 15 that are ahead of them, mm-hmm. putting it on paper, that makes sense. But I would say, I guess, Kirk Kirk Cousins, definitely outside of it. Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, there's probably an argument there, but also it's like, it makes sense that they're not there. So they're right on that cusp of like, I mean, really, are they, are they not? So this is why you are so good at your job, because the exact reason I had an issue with cutting Kirk Cousins out leads me to my number 15, which is Zach Wilson. Okay, so here's my thing. Right. So Zach Wilson makes it into my top 15. And now, once again, as we are evaluating is this year. Okay. Number two overall pick. That doesn't dictate it. But the way that he performed, the way that he played, got injured, recovered, came back, and the way that the Jets addressed the offseason, right? So acquiring weapons, receiving running backs, all those things, I feel like this is someone that has all the traits that can project himself. And like top 15 is all we're really talking about, if you're keeping track at home, is that it's just not the replaceables. You know, the 16 through 30 is like, yeah, we're cool with this. We could use someone else. Zach Wilson is the guy. Okay. And I fully project that he can take this leap from back end of you like last year right if, if if we did this last year and went to 30 he would be in the 20s at some point but 
the plays that he made, the strides that he made, I, I feel like he is there to where he will see this jump into easily top 15. And that's why I, I literally dealt with him against Cousins. And I'm like, Cousins has it. I know what Cousins is going to do. He has Thielen. He has Jefferson. He's going to throw for 3,800 yards. He's going to have those times where it's just like, man, Kirk Cousins went off. And then he goes on prime time and goes 17 for 32, throws three pick sixes. And then you're like, yeah, that's kind of the same Kirk Cousins. That's what phased him out. And and all we're talking about is 16 on Andy's list, which no one cares about, right? It says so, Kirk Cousins is a top 14 through 20 quarterback. Exactly. Right, that, exactly, right, exactly. right in that phasing you out of this list type of Correct. range. That's all. So I'm betting on the leap of Zach Wilson. And I was, if you kept track at home also, I was betting on Zach Wilson um, as far as the draft is concerned. And so I think he does take that leap. I think they have a lot of weapons. Garrett Wilson, they added a lot of different pieces that is going to kind of really stretch that offense. They added, you know, another running back to where they can actually be versatile, be able to get him into a comfortable playing style off play action, which is really where he is best at attacking the defense. And so Zach Wilson, 15, market on the books. I had an issue obviously with Kirk Cousins, but that's where I'm at. I, I didn't want to move off of it and I feel great about it. So, and so now moving into number 14, we have Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan, number 14. So this is once again, it's tough, right? Because you have, I just talked about earlier at 15 and I had to rule out someone, but someone on the decline of his career as far as age, right? But Matt Ryan gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts. And he also is faced with more weapons, better system, a better team overall, where they will win more games. And if you looked at that Atlanta Falcons roster, roster, you would say, how the hell did they even win seven games, right? It honestly was all on Matt Ryan, and he did so much to even get those guys to the point where they could actually be in a spot to win games. And, and it's he still has the arm talent, still that guy that was the, man, I feel like he was number two or number three overall in the draft, but from Boston College, like he was he's still that guy. So MVP, Matt Ryan, he's in his mid to late 30s, but I still feel like going into this Indianapolis Colts team where they are, you know, first run, or, or I guess a team that is first run basis and also lives by the defense, he is going to be able to kill off play action, still has the arm to do it. And that's what leads him to number 14 on my list. Matt Ryan, Indianapolis Colts was weird because all you've ever known is him as a Falcon. But Micah, what say you about me going from Zach Wilson to Matt Ryan at number 14? Well, all I'm going to say is that people forget that the Falcons had 10 out of their 11 offensive starters were first round draft picks. So to say people that he forget that. people forget that. So to say that he was carrying that offense, but you're right, he was. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't hate on that. I just had to put that out there because that was just always a ridiculous thing that got brought up that year um, for no reason whatsoever. But Matt Ryan, I think he's always been one of those top twelve ish guys. So a, re- a re- receding hairline version of Matt Ryan <laughs> so. yeah no I, I I honestly think that like it's it's like a Matt Stafford that's like this is like the stepchild of Matt Stafford where it's like he was on the Lions and they're like yeah he's good but not that good but Matt Ryan's just been on the Falcons they're like you're an MVP and then your team kind of sucks and you're not in the Super Bowl and you were like fine you know it's like he always just gets downgraded based off that but he has no help on offense Julio Jones is like, fuck it, I'm going to go to Tennessee and then get cut, you know. So he was on his way out. It's like, they're like, we're going to deal with everyone. And then here's Kyle Pitts, you know. Like, he didn't have that much around him. And then the defense on the other side just was like, Deion Jones, you mind doing everything? Sick, dude. So it it was never a thing where, like, the win-loss column ever favored in his, his, his sense, I guess. And then they end up being like, we want Deshaun Watson. And then he's like, I'm going to the Browns. 
And they're like, and Matt Ryan's like, well, yeah, I'm kind of the guy. And they're like, well, yeah, I guess we should trade you to Colts. You know, so send him there. And then the Colts were like, we kind of fucked up on that Carson Wentz thing, dude. But we'll spin this into we have like a better Carson Wentz, you know. It's like a Carson Wentz that doesn't throw left-handed. That's kind of where they're at. And Matt Ryan is the guy. And I think he is still in the top 15. He's a little older, as I mentioned, but still someone that should make this list. Any thoughts now, Mike? No, I absolutely love it. I, I feel like you're biased against left-handed people because no, okay. If he's if he's only, right-handed Carson Wentz and he makes the list just because Carson Wentz is is left-handed. I'm, I'm not biased against not, I I'm biased against I don't want to cancel left, you, but no, I'm biased against right-handed players that throw left-handed. Not just left-handed. Touche salesman. So you hate Ben Simmons like, as well. He doesn't even know which hand he shoots with, dude. Like, like Carson Wentz is like, I'm right-handed all the time, getting sacked. Here's a left, and then and this is like to the house. You know, it's not a, it's not an attack. I sound like you, you know, you know, you don't know what it sound like. Well, it's right? not an attack. I'm just coming at me all wrong. It, it's the wrong town. Say it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Carson Wentz, <laughs> yeah, with this left-handed soldering iron. Uh, oh man! <laughs> and which leads us and to cutscene. <laughs> cutscene. No, so number this actually is perfect because it leads us to our number thirteen quarterback on my list, which is not ever controversial, but it is Deshaun Watson. Um, for the Cleveland Browns at number 13. So here's how I feel about this. I've always felt high about Deshaun Watson. Now, what you have to factor is playing this year, he has taken a year off, obviously going through all the legal things that he went through and, and basically obviously didn't even play this last 2021, 2022 year. So um, I feel like Deshaun Watson is is one of the, probably top seven most talented quarterbacks. I feel like going into this year, who knows what this like suspension will be? Who knows what his ability will be, where he's at as far as what he's worked on. Um, and also going into a very complex situation with the Cleveland Browns. So he lands at number 13. He has all the ability to be in the top five, in the top seven. But um, at this point, I just, I feel like that was the right place for him which if anything, I'm like, you know, I still think he's one of those guys, even though I don't agree with anything about what externally has happened or, or how things are going, you know, whatever you have to evaluate the quarterbacks as is. And Baker Mayfield is, you know, still in this conversation as far as potentially starting based on Deshaun Watson being, you know, suspended, what have you, but it's a weird topic to talk talk about, but um, also I think that he, his talent alone should put him in there, but I didn't think it was fair to the rest of the 12 um, for him to be anywhere else besides 13. So, Micah, what say you, Christopher Walker? It's very interesting. Very interesting putting him there because talent-wise, very much higher than a 13. But I agree with you. I mean, we don't even know that he's going to be a quarterback in 2023. So, you know, that's a that's one of those risk reward things you got to factor in is is he actually even going to play is he going to be you know the person taking the browns to the super bowl so <laughs> nice. I, just, I just i had to, <laughs> had to get that to get that thing in there uh, it's a poop joke you just it's a poop <laughs> joke. had to get a poop joke in there somehow. good so yes yes <laughs> yes anyways um that's very interesting that, good man that you got him that you got him where you're at but hey no one's here to judge. No one's here. You you've got you've got a better gauge on these things than I do. And I agree that the risk reward of of even having him on the list in the first place when we don't even know that he's actually gonna play football this year. You gotta factor that in. Yeah, I mean I think it comes down to where like if like if, if I was just gonna like I just push everything aside, one year off of playing football, right? And then you take the top 12 quarterbacks that's in front of him and, and and look at them right it's like 
yeah, I, I've always looked at him as a talent, and a lot of that was based off numbers and upside, right? So he 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 may have never always been this top five quarterback that I've, I have looked at, but I'm like, no, he's he's going there. And then now you're talking about a setback of one year with all these things, and so you then kind of have to level set and say, okay, well, it wasn't always like he was for sure a top five quarterback, which was not always about numbers, but always about like impact significance like so, so many different things that we'll get into but but then you're like okay then you took one year off and it has nothing to do with like those legal things it has everything to do with like i was always betting on traits production and potential right and so it's like if if production is not there then i'm just betting on what i think you could be you know and then and now we're adjusting to a cleveland browns team that is a, a run first you know, offense, right? It's like, is it, so then, so then how, how much of an impact are you going to be? And, and yes, I do know, by the way, what the Browns traded for him for. It was like, here's all of our first rounds forever, right? It was like all of those things. It was like th- the next three years of first round picks. So, and that's fine. But how, how could I like, which is going to be fucking hilarious, by the way, as we get to our next person, but it's going to be funny. Like, how, how could I actually put, him someone who didn't play last year above this person or even the next 11 so if you want to jump in feel free but like also nope the next next person you're gonna you're gonna have enough to so number that's why i'm ready i'm ready for you to move forward get going on it we're good number number 12 Derek Carr. okay number 12 las vegas raiders Derek Carr. so this is always where i felt like he is okay and it's you could you could make every excuse or, or or back everything as far as like what he doesn't have or what he should capitalize on whatever. This is honestly the breaking point of where I was like, how could I put Deshaun above him, right? Because I've I've always been very like I I've, I've criticized Carr. I, I've been very, but I've also always said like he he is worth this, you know. So then you can look at the contracts, you can look and say, okay, well, like, well, no one would trade this much for Derek Carr or no one, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever, but okay, well, then you tell me that tomorrow showing up, you're going to get this because it's never going to be the case, right? No one's ever like, no, no one sees what Carr has in, in a sense of is like the leadership and all those things that doesn't translate and that's not worth money, but man, that guy has always increased his production, has always increased his abilities, has always made more with less, and now he has more. He has more talent. He has the most talent that's ever been there. The only comparison was Crabtree Cooper that 2016 year where we traded Garrett Gilbert, you know, right? and he broke his leg on, on Christmas. Or Christmas. Yeah, it all comes full circle. All comes right. full circle. We're all coming back to Garrett Gilbert, but – um, yeah, I, I just think like it, it's I think 12 is, is where he's at. You know, it's like I think he's he's right there. I'm not going to be like, well, like I could have easily put him at nine or 14. And I also don't make the fucking rules, dude. Like, I'm just saying like that when I look at it, it's like, who would you rather have? And it's not and, and I'm looking at this as not like contract wise. I'm not looking at this as like age. I'm, not, I'm saying for t- this next season, who would I rather have? Right, that's it. Clean slate and cars number twelve. So, I have been one of the bigger Deshaun Watson advocates of, of ever, you know, and being like this. This is the guy, and and then things happen. So you have to, you know, kind of reset a little bit. So that's why I was like, I just can't do it because like Carr hasn't done nothing but progress and four thousand yard, you know, seasons, four thousand yard season, boom, all this stuff with with rugs, with Gruden, with all, you know, all these different things. And like everyone, like I love Bisaccio, but like, I'm sorry, you want to tell me the biggest leader on that team last year? It was Carr. It wasn't Rich Bisaccio. It wasn't. He was the head coach. He was the interim. And people leaned on him. The person they were freaking led by, Carr. Okay. And that, and you can't quantify that in stats. So for that, and it's, I'm not, it's not, that's why this is getting tricky because, you know, to rock around, to rock around, that's right on time, it's tricky. But I, I 
if anyone knows me, I'm not like the biggest car stand, right? That that should be a value as far as like what he did last year. Sorry, you can't you can't put someone who was suspended for a whole year or chose to sit out for a whole year, even though he has top five talent, but never got to that in Deshaun Watson above him. So sorry, I think that no, no, I think please. That, that value is known within the locker rooms, is known within coaches, GMs, people that are in organization. I think that that value is known. I don't think, you know, and we don't know any of that stuff. Fans don't know any of that stuff. I mean, even when you're talking about players that aren't playing anymore, like they know what that type of stuff is, but you don't really know unless you're in there. And even GMs, people that are not even with the Raiders, just within organizations in the NFL, know that that value is way more than what general like fan base street value would would say about him or just like general stats and everything like that so i think that's something that isn't known when it comes to us talking about trade value i think it's well known when it comes to like actual gms talking about trade value yes and and i agree and thank you thank you for saying that because i feel like it's it's hard because i'm like i i i do and i feel like you and i both right i feel like you and i both do not criticize, but we evaluate him like how we see it. And and it's not always this, he's the best ever. Oh my gosh. But also I think we're like, dude, he's, he's pretty freaking good and we need him, you know, like there, there's a, a level of value with that. And also kind of like what you touched on with the leadership character, things that, that have been a factor in the NFL that are unreliable. Like I think it's, there is value in that and there's weight, you know, that you should, stack on to so car their car number 12 not gonna be problematic because everyone's be like your freaking draft list suck dude people didn't go in that ranking even though if they went to the teams that you said they would you know like yeah i guess it's a win lose kind of thing and as we talked about your evaluation of the person player was correct where they like the actual number at which they were picked in the draft not correct but your evaluation which is all that matters you're always you're the best. By the way, that's all. That's all, that's all I can say. It's just you're the best. So, um, okay, last last one here. We're going fifteen through eleven. So, number eleven, and this is tough. Uh, Kyler Murray is is number eleven for me, which I've, if so, right. If anyone has ever listened to any of the way I evaluate quarterbacks, it has always been about traits, upside intangibles things that are elite if you have something elite and it, it it's all about the system that can can actually ele- elevate that elite trait right but um he's not great right now sorry and i think if we're going to judge off this 2023 year that we are or 2022 year that we are approaching he finished this past year not good now part of it was injury part of it was I think teams figured him out. And I think that the way he was able to be successful at Oklahoma and the way that he was able to be successful as a rookie in his first two or three years, I think teams figured him out. It's not to say that they could eliminate him, but his true potential was the ability to strike the deep ball when escaping the pocket or to be able to gouge you for 30 yards. Right. If it opened up, boom. Now, once teams start actually saying, hey, we'll blanket covers this and we'll we'll have a spy. We'll have someone to back her and say, we're going to watch you and follow you. We'll play somewhat aggressive on the front end. We can play bump and run, but we'll have some over the top help. He didn't have anything. So if you took the last six games, I mean, I have the stats. I mean, it's not even worth mentioning, but he was like a very mediocre quarterback. And then you translate because if you just look at their record, eight and zero, they started eight and zero, and then it was they they didn't even win the NFC West, and then had to go on the road, on the wild card and lost. Okay, so this was a team that got very big high, and you could say that Cliff Kingsbury is to blame that he has never won a big game, has always had these you know rises and also not be able to 
react and make adjustments, what have you. But I'm I'm sorry, but if you want to look at the coach, you better look at the quarterback because that is what everything revolves around. And I think he has so many strengths, and I think he also has so many limitations that team like the other side of the the ball, the defense, they get paid too. Okay. They're also professional athletes and they get paid too. And I think you look at someone like Josh Allen, Mahomes, Rogers, the top quarterbacks, what are you going to say? And teams are just going to say, we're going to do our best, right. To, to, to defend and make sure whatever. I think they look at it and said, I think we can just try to take away what's going to kill us. And when he did, when they, when he wasn't able to see that, he wasn't okay with five yard checkdowns. He wasn't okay with these short plays because everything was explosive. And so his natural instinct was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to gush, let your, I'm going to gash for 30 yards, or I'm going to hit this thing 45 yards down the field. Once that wasn't there, you saw it was check, check, look around, look around, throw away. Right his mentality and his play style was always this big play thing. And I think, I guess, I guess where I'm going with this is that I think teams figured him out and he is going to have to adjust to that. But like, take a look at that. Take a look at the playoff game. Take a look at the last six games. He was shut down. And that was someone who was once viewed as a top seven quarterback, also in my eyes and also in the NFL, but like legitimately was just, what came down to where it's like, no, he's actually too short. No, he actually just is is not a refined quarterback where he can work through his progressions and hit the 35-yard crosser and also hit the seven-yard thing just to move the chains. He's, he's one of those quarterbacks and that has limitations. And until he gets there, he will not be inside my top 10 because that's obviously what everyone's working towards. So, Mikey, your thoughts. Um, I don't really have any thoughts outside of, you know, cool throne, Josh Rosen. Let's be realistic here. <laughs> Josh Rosen's on the cool that's throne a, right that's now. That's a great like, one. Where would the Cardinals be if they had just stuck with him, you know? Would they be in this, uh, you know. He's, he's a little better outside, than Josh Rosen. Quarterback yeah, outside the top 10 on Andy's list. I don't know. You yeah. know, it's. I, I mean, Josh Rosen would probably be 2020. Too, so no. I, it's 2020. So. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into this. So, um, going back into my quarterback, quarterback, quarterback rankings for the 2022 NFL season. Um, you know, last week was, we got a little bit off the rails. Okay. Mostly me. Um, we're a little silly. Some would say big silly. But to re explain, you know, I did my 15 through 11. Um, and just the context of it is ranking the quarterbacks 15 through one, where it's who this year is, is going to be just the best. And then similar to how I look at the, um, the NFL draft where it's like, Hey, just basing, you know, the player, not their surrounding cast. Right. So it's not like, well, uh, look, you know, Mahomes has Kelsey and this, that, and the other, right. It's not great. It's saying, Hey, there's one team that has the same players and you're putting this quarterback onto that team. So just truly evaluating that quarterback. I will go through the list. 15 through 11, as we unveiled last week. So 15, I had New York Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, 14, Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan, 13, Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, Las Vegas Raiders, number 12, um, number 12 in the rankings, Derek Carr for the Raiders, as everyone knows, and then capped it off with Kyler Murray um, at number 11 for the Arizona Cardinals. And I had some, I had a little bit of like freak out moment, just, going back through it and being like, I had Zach Wilson pretty high. Deshaun Watson, I've always looked at a top five talent, 13, but I stand by it. The other thing too, and I don't know if I told you this, but you know, this exercise is, is kind of based off of Chris Sims. You know, he's for NBC. He does a podcast and listen to it for years. He does top 40. I don't have time for that clearly, um, but he just started his top 40. So I'm like, I'm going to rip through my list first. And then I just want to see not that like, oh, if I have similar things that he does, that means I'm smart. But I do I do respect the way he evaluates quarterbacks and, and how he looks at it. So, But spoiler, he does have Zach Wilson at 22, so didn't get inside the top 20. And he's pretty high on him. And I'm like, well, I'm going to run. I'm going to freaking say that Zach Wilson is my boy. So let's go, baby. What I would like to do is 
just like we did last time is you go one by one, we'll rip through them, but any thoughts? And I, I need to know if you disagree, if you're like, oh, I think you're too low or too high on this individual. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. Are you going to ask me too low or too high on everyone or just, no, just I'm going to get your if thoughts. I'm saying if, I disagree. If, you disagree, if you disagree or just wherever you're and just, okay. you know, l- let me have it. I'm here to, here to learn. Okay. Um, cool. Number 10, Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson, MVP quarterback, he's in contract negotiations. He's has obviously being an MVP. He was one of the best quarterbacks and has been over the last couple of years. 10 um, seems pretty low for him. Um, now, reason for that is similar to Kyler Murray is that he is, his limitations have been exposed. Okay. Once again, taking him onto a roster that was just already built out. I think there's a lot of things that he can do extraordinarily well. I don't think anyone runs better with the ball in their hands than Lamar Jackson. I think he has a good arm. I, he has a strong arm. He can throw the deep ball. His accuracy in between 17 to 25 is in question going back to the NFL draft, uh, like the QB rankings that I did, like the tight window throws. It's not always there. I think he does step on the gas a little bit and, and try to take those shots, but sometimes it just looks like, like a wobble. It just, it's a wobbler coming out a lot of different mechanical things, the way that he can, you know, if he has a clean pocket, right. Or if he escapes and is able to get his whole body in motion, he can throw a pretty dang good ball, right? I think you've seen him beat teams, beat teams deep. I think you've seen he has a quick release, right? He can kind of slingshot it from a lot of different angles, which I think is a very good, good skill. Quick slant, boom, here and there. I just think being able to stay in the pocket, escape pressure, and then be able to get his whole body all the way through and throw to those routes that either take time to um, develop or routes that break down and being able to hit something from a right hash to the left hash, 20, you know, 18 to 22 yards, right, right in there where it needs to be. He struggles. Not everyone has to do that. But what we're talking about is the elite of the elites, right? 10 best quarterbacks on the planet. So he's number 10 for me. His, once again, you, it's every week you have to go in a game plan for his legs. I just think his, he has been banged up. So durability um, has been an issue at times and just, even then pure pocket passing is going to be a concern. We're just talking about this year, but that has already shown up previously. And as the years go on, his legs will slow down. And, you know, so he has to be able to be effective in the pocket. And I think he struggles. Okay. He is once again, rain MVP, Madden cover, whatever. Top 10 for me, just how I look at it. I'll stop there. Your thoughts. That is interesting. I do think that is pretty low for him. I'll wait to hear the rest of them. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's fair. My thought process is like, I was trying to think while you were talking, who is probably in this top 10 list? Because for me, I look at it, it's like, who would I want over this person or whatever? You know what I mean? Like in that situation. And I feel like there's a chance I would pick Lamar Jackson over a few different people. So how about this? I'll wait to hear your six through 10. And maybe I'll tell you where I would adjust things if there cool. were any things that would adjust as well. Because it's Perfect. it's hard to say that without knowing, you know. Correct. Where the rest and I think is. that's fair. And then if anything pops out as as I'm going through, you just jump in and let me know. So Lamar Jackson, number ten. And this is hard. Okay, this is very hard to to justify. And this once again, if, if I got paid to do this, right? If I was actually an analyst, I don't know if I would be so far different. But I would be able to put more time into to actually evaluating. But this is just what what I see from watching these guys for years and what I see going into this new year. So eyeball test. See eyeball test. Right. Um, Matt Crow, 2023 um, rookie of the year, 2022, 2023. So uh, number nine, Dak Prescott, um, Dallas Cowboys. So purely, I think he's someone that has grown so much as a, um, as a thrower. He's always had that, that leadership ability, but being able to say, um, if you think about it, when he's, when he kind of came in, you know, the whole Romo thing, he ends up, you know, torch gets passed to him. Zeke Elliott is in peak Zeke, right? Peak Zeke form. Um, basically just 1,400 yards every year. You know, he has degressed. Zeke has at least the running back position. That's just what happens. Um, but when he started, was looked at as just a complimentary piece to Zeke. So over the last couple of years, he has it's turned into Dak's team. It's turned into, you know, we had the unfortunate, was it his knee injury um, or ankle injury um, that he had and had to battle back through. Um, going back into this past year, but he has proven to be a top 10 quarterback week in and week out. 
someone that is has athletic ability to get outside the pocket, um, not just get you, oh, that those extra three or four yards for a first down, but can turn it up. He's not this elusive runner. Okay, no one is Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, et cetera, but um, he does have the athletic ability um, to do that. But he does a fantastic job of using that athletic ability, stay in the pocket, you know, move and shake, miss, you know, avoid a sack, still stay there and just throw darts down the field, right? I'm not saying escape the pressure and dump it down to your fullback or, you know, this check down. It's still be able to take the shot or take something on the chin and still hit something. Granted, a lot of good weapons in Dallas. I'm just looking at the, the player in itself, his ability to hit the short intermediate routes, very accurate deep ball thrower, um, and can carve you up sideline to sideline between those. I think I, I call it the money range, kind of like that. The, the yes, 50-yard bombs are great, okay, <laughs> right? And being able to run four fours is awesome. Being able to stand in the pocket, either escape or, you know, kind of move around, having that pocket presence, I'm going to be able to really dice people up, you know, and, and take advantage of defensive mishaps and being able to strike with those 17 to 25 yard yard throws. That's just, that is really, I think, the, the thing for me that not a lot of quarterbacks have or have the confidence or the arm talent accuracy, et cetera, to, to be able to do that. So he's someone that can put the team on his back. You know, I look at leadership, I look at pocket presence, arm talent, and arm talent is arm strength and accuracy. Um, and he's someone that I think is this, I, I feel good about where he is just right on this list, um, just with who is in front of him. Um, so Dak Prescott, number nine. Good. Yeah, good. All righty. Um, cool. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Denver Broncos, Russ Wilson. Now, once again, you can look at coming from Seattle to Denver, all these things. I still think Russ is one of the more elite quarterbacks in the NFL, someone that is probably has the best or prettiest, let's just call it the prettiest deep ball, just that moonshot ability to, to strike deep down the field, someone that has enough athletic ability to escape and get outside the pocket. True leader, I think that's no one, no one doubts that. He he plays through injuries. I think his football intelligence is very high. I think the difference that what, what differentiated him and Dak Prescott, I just think is, I think Russ's arm is truly special. Um, and compared to Dak Prescott's, I think Dak Prescott has a very talented arm, but I think Russ can, his accuracy and the way he can drive the ball um, with velocity and accuracy, the combination of that I think separates the two. Um, so do I love that he's on the Denver Broncos? No. Do I think that he does have, have some faults? Sure. I think there's a lot of system stuff coming from Seattle that he may have been limited. And overall, just looking at his profile, looking at his ability to lead, hit the deep shots, throw with velocity up the field on each side of the hashes, I think is truly special. Not special enough um, because there are – I think you've seen some weak points in his games. Um, Once again, if I was able to dive into it so much, I could probably point out specific examples, but I think there have been times where either he's battling through injury, you know, he had the pinky thing this past year, but he plays through it. And I don't know if that's always served him well, but I think he's just someone that is still an elite talent in the NFL comes in at number eight for me. Um, Now this one's going to be fun. Number seven, Tom Brady. So the goat, the goat is number seven for me. And I don't know people fall on either side, right? Whether as long as he's breathing, he's number one. And also, by the way, he led the NFL in passing last year. So Brady is someone that you can't, you don't have enough time. We don't have enough time in this podcast or enough words to really be able to describe him and truly how incredible he is. Now, his arm strength is still there. Okay. His football IQ is, is better than anyone probably there ever was um, his, his ability to read defenses, his ability to get his receivers in the right spots, literally calling out mid play to Leonard Fournette as he's play actioning him about what the coverage is. So Leonard Fournette options his route mid play action, you know, to go catch the ball. You know, it's, it's, it's just insane. You can't, you can't really, you know, there's not a lot of people that have ever lived that can do that. So it's like Tom Brady and me usually, you know, the people that I'm just kidding, not a lot of people that are that talented. So once again, everyone can talk about all the great things about him and and where he's at. He retired and then came back. He's still going to be special. Not a top five quarterback for me. There are still limitations that he has and that he's just freaking almost 70 years old, guys. Like, let's just be real. But does not, has never had mobility um, and doesn't have, even when he was at his best in his prime, which you could say was probably the last 20 years. (laughs) But in his prime, he still had this quick twitch, being able to avoid pressure 
and still step and dr- drive the ball in the pocket, you know, kind of like we we're talking about, but he can still get rattled a little bit. If you get, uh, if you get hits on him early, um, I think you can see him kind of bail out, um, either throw it away or bail out of throws where it's not, he's not going to stand in there and right. Just straight through it. He's, he's going to get this pressure and kind of fade back a little bit, throw some back shoulder, 50, 50 ball, whatever. So I think there's some limit <clears throat> limitations in his game. He's the goat. That's why I have respect for him. He also threw for 5,000 yards last year, but as far as QB talents right now, he's number seven for me. Does not make the top five. It is what it is. Okay, cool. Number six. <laughs> so it was like seven through, I guess eight through five is, is probably was the toughest here. Zach Wilson at 15 was a freaking no-brainer, dude. You, know, you guys will see. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, number six is, is uh, Matt Stafford for me. Now, had all those years in Detroit, I think everyone saw how truly special he was if you weren't paying attention because who really wanted to watch those Detroit Lions games? But his arm talent is is, an, is absolutely insane. His the, his the arm angles, he's, he's it's that true baseball. Hey, did you know that he played baseball with Clayton Kershaw? Yeah, we get it, guys. We know that. But he can throw from here, three-quarters, sidearm, whatever. He, he And with velocity, with accuracy, touch, whatever you want to call it. So. He's truly incredible. I think you saw that highlight in the Super Bowl where he, it was like a no-look sidearm banger that was just round the dime. Like, it was incredible. So I think he should get the respect that he deserves. He should always been in the top 10. Um, I think just mo- mostly physically, he's better than where Brady's at right now. Also, football IQ, is, is he's up there as far as current quarterbacks. So I think Stafford's truly special. You can say say what you want about scheme, but guys, we watched the first 10 years of his career in the revolving door of the Detroit Lions, and he still game in, game out, week in, year in, year out, whatever you want to say, truly performed like an elite quarterback. And so he lands on number six for me for this year. He'll be a front runner for MVP, um, Super Bowl champion team coming, you know, coming in this year. Um, so I get it. Just doesn't doesn't crack the top ten. I'm sure he'll he'll top five. Doesn't doesn't crack the top five. He did crack the top ten, but uh, yeah. What's funny about him is like he's literally the poster child for like change of scenery could do you good because he literally wins the Super Bowl the first year. He's just not in Detroit, and now he's on you know uh, phone commercials yeah. about changing the plan. And, oh my gosh, that was yeah. probably one of the greatest commercials. I was like when I saw that, I double took like what did I? Oh just yeah, see? there's a lot of Thomas Petty going on in that yes. commercial. Absolutely, Sir Thomas Petty. Um, yes. So yeah, that's where, and I'll, and I'll go through them again just real quick, and then I'll let you give your thoughts. So once again, number ten, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Number nine, Dak Prescott um, for the Dallas Cowboys. Number eight, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos. Seven, the Goat, Tom Brady, Buccaneers. Number six, Matthew Stafford, LA Rams. Micah, give me your thoughts. Roast me. Do your thing. Well, there's not much to roast, to be honest with you, but I, I would say that I personally probably would take Lamar over Dak. But as I'm like racking my brain of these quarterbacks and going through it, I actually started to like, okay, now I agree with you because in my head I, I figured out, you know, not obviously not like positionally who these last five are going to be, but I, I'm, I was waiting to hear number six because I knew like the other six quarterbacks, how they're going to be arranged, where is it or whatnot. But actually I, I like the way your list is going. I, I very interesting that Brady doesn't crack the top 10 but or top five. Uh, but I do think it's just like you've got to factor that age in. No matter how like long he keeps playing and keeps playing well, there is something that just not having no mobility, you know, kind of can limit you with. And he's been proven that, uh, you know, Tom versus time, Tom is winning. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I would say that was the, the more interesting part. But I personally – would probably flip-flop Dak and Lamar, but that's also like 9 and 10, 10 and 9. That's still not really that big of a difference. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with you, man. Like, it's, it's tough because I think it's, it's really what you, you know, what do you want, you know? And I'm saying this is what I'm looking for. And it's not like, I'm not saying this is the way the NFL evaluates quarterbacks. I just say, hey, this is where I think the quarterback position is going. And as much as there has been so much, I guess, movement towards mobile quarterbacks, mobile shorter quarterbacks, whatever you want to call it, not this 6'4 Drew Bledsoe, you know, coming out of freaking um, New Mexico State or wherever he came from. Um, it's like, yeah, so I think that's good. But, like, just so you know, the NFL is getting faster. Okay, The defense is getting faster. And that won't change. And it will never change to be just a truly passing league. So 
I would trade off Lamar Jackson's ability as probably one of the best quarterback running, you know, runners of quarter runners of quarterback, running quarterbacks of all time outside. I mean, Michael Vick, you could probably put them up to, you know, with each other, but I would just trade off that with Dak's ability to actually stand the pocket and deliver as a passer. So yeah. And potentially like have the ability to make every throw if needed. Exactly. That, that that, kind that, of, I get very, that Trump's not Trump's all, but Trump's, you know, when it's the legs versus arms debate. Yeah. And for me, it does. Right. I think that's a very good way of putting it. It's like, and that's why I was like, I, I come on completely understand like having yeah. him there at nine, because when you talk about his throwing ability, He's got better throwing ability than Lamar does. So, yeah, I just like I look at it is basically what you said, but being able to look in your playbook and say he can make all these throws. Now Lamar offers a different package that none, no one on this list does. But I think if you flip it and say what's harder to scheme for, what players can do when the play is drawn up, right, compared to when the play breaks, I think I would rather take my gamble on someone gashing me for, oh my gosh, I can't believe we let him outside the pocket for 10 yards, right? Compared to, oh my gosh, the play broke down and he's still in our corner trip. You know, and like he hit this thing, he was on the freaking right, almost close to the sideline and threw it all the way across, you know, someone on the on the left side. Like, and I don't know, and I'm not saying it's end all be all, but that's how I look at it. Yeah, we got five left. We got to- I'm not done with those five, by the way. Not done like um, positioning them. Yeah, I, well, I think you could probably guess who the five is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who the five are, but the where they're positioned is going to be the intriguing part. And I think you'll probably find out at the same time we will. <laughs> I think so. It, it, yeah, it might be live. <laughs> um, but that's it. So. Cool. Well, that was great. You know, the anticipation of six through ten has finally arrived. I'm excited to excited to get through one through one through five. 